Okay, we are in Sefer Daniel, Perik Zion, Pasuk Tesvav Eskarias Ruchi Ana Daniel. So we have seen Daniel have a series of visions, the four beasts ascending from the sea, the lion being Bavel, the bear being Paras, the leopard being Greece, and this terrible, huge beast that defies all description with the multi-horns is Rome. Yet we understand that with the vantage of history and the fact of all the Mephoshim. You have to understand that Daniel at the time did not understand what these things meant. And so he was understandably very bewildered. So that's where we pick up on Pasuk Tesvav, Eskurisai Ruchi Ana Daniel. That is for me, Daniel says, my whole spirit became uneasy in my body, and my whole head bewildered me. So, Kirvas al-Chad min ka'amina, I approached one of the standing ones. Chad min ka'amina, that would be angels. We know that angels stand. They are perpetually standing. One of the reasons they can't sit down is they have no joints, etc. They just have two legs that stand rigid, and so they are constantly standing before the service of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And so I consulted one of these, Evei Minei Al-Kol and I approached him and I asked him, tell me the truth of all of this. What does it mean? So he spoke to me, and he made the interpretation of these whole matters that are so confusing and bewildering, he made them known to me. These giant beasts, which, as you enumerated, are four, they represent four kingdoms. Um... Arba Malachim Yakumin Minara. They represent four kingdoms that will arise from the earth. However, the Yakablun Malchuse Kadishe El Yonin, the holy supreme ones being us, we, the Jews, will receive the kingship. And we, or they, will inherit the kingship forever and ever. Questions, if you've got la'olma forever, what do you need, olam olmaya? Actually, olma often has, when we say forever, a finite period. For example, yovel ends the period. This is to show you, no, there will be no such ending. It's that Olam Omaya for eternity. The Jewish people will inherit the entire uh, empires that these people have uh, accumulated. And yet, uh, what still bothered me 
was the truth about the fourth beast. As we said, the fourth beast, which represents Rome, was different than everything else. It was more terrifying. Says Daniel. It was different from all of them. It, it was terrifying with teeth of iron. And the claws of copper. Interestingly, is a description missing from the original vision that Daniel uh, records. In other words, there are certain phrases here that do not appear in Daniel's actual vision, and this is one of them. Uh, there is no mention of a teeth of copper. In any event, that beast, it devoured and crumbled everything. It trampled, it trampled whatever remained uh, with its feet. Additionally, the Alcarno Esser, it had ten horns that were on its head. And then, as we said, uh, another one comes, a tinier horn comes, and three fall away. So we have interpreted, according to Rashi, that that extra little horn is uh, stands for Titus. And the reason for that, that it comes after ten horns, is that were ten Caesars until Titus. And when Titus came, he was the actual destroyer of the Bayashani. And that three empires either seceded or rebelled, three fell away from Titus. And that horn had eyes and a mouth and speaking very haughty words, which would be consistent uh, with Titus. So it was different than anything that came before it. So I had watched Chazay. That horn waged war, meaning the Roman Empire, with the Holy Ones, that could be Kadishin, us, the Yochla Lahon, and seemed to be prevailing. It seemed to be the enemies, or that which was representational of Rome, was winning the battle. Until Ad, the Asa Atik Yomaya, until the one of ancient days, a symbol for the Kaddish Baruch Hu, or the Mashiach, the Dino Yehiv Kaddish El Yonon, and justice were granted uh, when the time came, and the Holy Ones then inherited the kingship. B'nei Yisrael ultimately triumphs against this empire. So that explains it to Daniel, but he still has questions, specifically on that fourth beast that we say represents Rome. This fourth kingdom was different from all the other kingdoms. 
And that's what the answer me. It is different. It will devour the entire earth. It will trample and and completely crumble it. And continues the Malach. It will demonstrate ten kings will arise, and then another one will arise after this. And this is, as we explained, the ten Caesars followed by Titus. And after that, there will be one different from the former ones, and he will humble the three kings. That's why the three kings will fall away. And this fourth, final empire will be different than anything before it. Says the Malach, Umilin Latsad Yemala. He will speak words against the Kaddish Baruch Hu. This could refer to the changes in the Roman Empire. It could refer to Christianity. It could as um, a Barbanel and even as we say, it could be Ishmael. What he does or they do is combine Greece and Rome so that the fourth one is Ishmael. So that this could also be that the rise of the papacy in, in the Roman Empire. He will just exhaust, or they will just exhaust the Kaddish Baruch Hu and he will plan, they will make the plans completely uproot. They will uproot the, the calendar, the seasons. They will uproot the laws. Until what will happen, they will be given over into the hands until a time and times and half a times. How is that for a very confusing phrase? What is deliberate, as we're going to see? Um, until time, and then times, a second time, and then add half a time. We are talking about nothing less here than what is known as the Kates, the end of days, the arrival of the Mashiach. It is mystic, it is cryptic, it is controversial. So let's start with Sanhedrin, Masechah Sanhedrin, that discusses this concept that has fascinated for thousands of years, the Kates. The end of days, when will the Mashiach come? So, reading from Daftsari Ches Amud Aleph, Omar Rav Alexandri, Kesiv Be'ita, in its time, the Mashiach, the redemption, will occur. Uchsiv Achishena, on the other hand, it is written, I will hasten it which implies Hashem will bring the redemption perhaps before the preordained time. How do you resolve this contradiction? Simple to them. Zohu, if the Jews are deserving, achishenu, I will hasten it. Lo zohu be'ita, if they are not deserving, the redemption will come in its time. In other words, if they deserve it, it will come 
when I have decreed it to come. If it does not seem that they deserve it, it will come in its time. It'll come when I decide that it will come. In other words, there is no specific date for the advent of the Mashiach, says with the Rambam, Rashi, Marsha. It's unknown to man, says the Rambam. So the Tanoim and other Mashim do posit opinions. And in Sanhedrin itself, this time on Daf Tzadi Zion, the Gemara is unsparing in those who try to predict the case, the time of the coming of the Mashiach. Omar Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmani, Omar Rabbi Yonason, Tepach Atzman Shel Machshevei Kesan. May the very innards of those who calculate ends, who calculate the Kesan, suffer agony. Tepach Atzman, may they suffer for their efforts. Because these individuals chose times, did their own calculations, picked the date that they calculated, and it arrives, and the Mashiach never comes, and people lose faith. They say, oh, they missed the date, he will never come. It completely undermines. Ella Chikolo, you must wait for him. As we say, in you have to wait for the Mashiach, etc. And so, um, some say it's the attribute of justice, and some say, why do we have to wait? For each period we await, we get additional schar. Now, the calculation given about a period of time, plus a period of time, plus half a period of time, is probably assumed to be one of the periods given at the time of the Tanayim. In other words, how do you get a period, a second period, and a half a period? And it's calculated as follows. It is 480 years from Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim to the Beis HaMikdash. That is the first period. It is 410 years uh, that the first temple stood. Add 480, 410, you get 890. Those are the two times. Adin va'adin. Now comes the half. Half of 890 is 445. You calculate 890 plus 445, you will get 1335. So 1,335 years from that will come the Mashiach. We know the time has passed. So now we are told that the case is unknown to us. We do not know the case. Says the Medrash, there are two people in the history of our people who did know the case. One was Yaakov Avinu. We saw that he forgot it it's taken from him when he's about to reveal it on his deathbed to the tribes. And there is Doniel. Doniel, who wrote it down, supposedly, and we saw at the beginning of the Perik. And yet, if we go to Doniel, let's fast forward to Perik Yud Beis, 
Pasuk Dalit. The Kaddish Baruch Hu says to Daniel, Ba'atah Daniel Stom Hadvarim. Lock these things away. The Chatom HaSefer Ades Kates. And put away that Sefer you have composed until the Kates comes. Yishitu Rabin Vitirba Hadas. That let uh, others this frighten me, etc. When I heard this, uh, but I guarded the matter in my heart. In other words, Doniel is told, forget what you have heard, or forget what you have observed and written. And now, Perik Zion closes with Doniel saying. Until here is the end of my description. I'd cause sofa de milsa. Anodaniel shadya. I Daniel, in truth, my thoughts frightened me, what I was seeing. And my countenance changed. Yavaloni Vizivi Yishane no lie. But Umilsa Belibi Nitroch. I guarded the matter in my heart. In other words, he is saying. Even though I wrote it, I kept much of the vision to myself. And that is what Matsudos concludes with, with far as this parak, that despite his writing it, despite his having a vivid recollection of all of it, says the Matsuda, I need Daniel Harbema Odiv Khilosi, it terrified me what I saw. And yet, much of it, I guarded in my heart. This was the beginning, I was told, not the end. Yes, I said much of what I saw. Much of what I saw as well, I kept to myself. And so that ends Doniel. He too is not able to give the case. It remains a secret, and we will have to wait for the case itself. And so that concludes a very deep, cryptic interpretation of the end of days. In Hashem, we will continue tomorrow with Perekhes, but we have to look forward to a shift back in the text from Aramaic to Ivrit. 8.45 a.m. tomorrow. You will not want to miss it. Adkan.